Every trick has a solution. It's up to you to unlock it. Hi everyone, um, it's just Bree today, and welcome to Healing House Podcast. Um, I will be your host for this evening. Michelle is off duty, and today we have one of the most specialist guests in the whole wide world ever to come upon Healing House. Uh, my husband, Dan Leonard. So, hey. Hello. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have Dan on here today. Um, obviously, he's my lover, darling. Um, we're lovers, we're lovers. And, um, mad love. Mad love. All of the love. We're going to talk about just like his journey as a skateboarder, being a cis straight male, Roe v. Wade, and just like what it's like to, to have an outlet like skateboarding to help you deal and cope with kind of like the challenges that life throws at you and just kind of the power and overall feeling of movement, but also like what it's like to be a man and like have feelings and the stereotypes and the roadblocks that kind of like come up when you're trying to be vulnerable and just true to yourself. So we'll start with Dan first. Hocus Pocus Focus. Uh, what are you working on this week, Dan? What are you into? What's your vibe? I'm uh I'm working on some new work stuff. Things things are changing with work for me, and um, uh, working on you know been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is you know a video game. A lot of people think that stuff's dumb, but Legend of Zelda is like a really good puzzle solving game, and you gotta kind of approach it with actual thought and intention to master it yeah so it's those are kind of been my focuses Mm, mostly work stuff yeah how do you feel like well first of all zelda like right demographic like which nerdy magic shit that's what we fucking do here fantasy stuff yeah fantasy stuff how have you been like integrating how has it felt like integrating into your new position at work it's been different. I've already been doing a lot of about 90% of what I'm integrating into now, but it's it's a different move. It's a different kind of genre. Uh, it's all, it's still managing people and managing a store, but very much different from what I've done before. So it's always fun to learn something new. Tell everyone what you do. I am the store manager of a dispensary. Woo. And everyone's like, yoga and weed? You guys are like the pe- Colorado power couple. <laughs> yeah, we do, all the, we do all the Colorado things. We do all the Colorado things. <laughs> I also own a Toyota Tacoma. And I own a RAV4. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of natives. Um, how's Roe v. Wade landing for you this week? I mean, obviously most of the people who are listening to this podcast are probably like, that's been their hocus pocus focus. It's just kind of what's going on with all that shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's definitely been a heavy focus and a heavy blow to a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I can't believe that the Supreme Court has even thought that that was a direction to go. When we're talking about insane. yeah, when we're talking about eighty-five percent of the people believe that abortion should be a right, and then these nine people—I mean, not even the nine people—five of them decide that they're going to overthrow it and and change it. That's just that's bonkers at that point. It's fucking insane that five people in this country out of like what billions of people are like, yep. Yeah, we're just going to, like, yeah. take it away. It's, like, yeah. fine. It's whatever. It's, it's fine. And then, you know, it's it's another, like, the whole thing is just, you know, the way I keep thinking of it is at some point they're going to have to realize there's more of us than there are them. And that's a, that's a dangerous scenario to get yourself into. But Very dangerous. You know, they also all, the five that voted for it were all put into office by presidents that didn't win the popular vote. And it's kind of like, well, 
if you didn't win the popular vote, then, and you got to appoint these justices, is that really how democracy should be working? Is that how it should be played out? 100%. The system in America is so fucked. Like, it's not even a real democracy. Even, like, the people that you vote for in Congress because of the filibuster and because of all these stupid bullshit regulations that you put in there, nothing can get done. So let's say that we do, like, have a predominant, like, you know, Democratic, like, House and Congress. Like, that doesn't mean shit if the filibuster is still around. Right. It's fucked up. Well, I mean, and then the same thing that happened this week as well is they decided that you have the right to carry a weapon wherever you want for your own protection. And the thing that's kind of scary is guns have more rights than women do at this point. And it's coming to this point where, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense if if you want, you know, your school shootings to be up in the, you know, 20 people dead. Yeah, I guess you got to have the anti-abortion movement to be able to have all those kids. Jesus Christ, Sam, that's cold-blooded. But it's true. <laughs> like, what? It's just, it's fucking insane, man. Just, like, thinking about that and then just the state of the state. Like, it's it's funny. Like, we always joke. Like, I'm joking. I'm like, yeah, I don't live in a handmaid's tale state. But, like, that's honestly what we're moving forward into. And you know what's next? Is going to be gay marriage. It's, they're, like, they're going to come for everybody that is, that makes this country rich and full of culture and life and tenacity and excitement and drive and creativity. Like, we're so, like, we all talk shit about Russia and, like, communism. Like, you think about the baby boomers and stuff like that. Well, guess what this is going to turn into? Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Celebrate it up because who knows what the fuck's going to happen next month. Yeah. You know, you see all that stuff where it's like, oh, it doesn't stop at Roe v. Wade. And I'm like, yeah, it's right. They're not going to stop there. And the thing is, is too, it's like, if you're at home and you're like, I know, I'm just as frustrated as you and Dan Bree. What do I do? Um, There's so many different things that you could do. Number one is vote. Yeah. Like, fucking vote. Like, just, like, that's, like, the easiest thing that you can do if you're an American citizen is just, like, fill out that stupid fucking piece of paper. You know, granted, I know that, like, the Democratic candidates are, like, total pieces of shit, too, but at least they aren't going to try to, like, fully strip everything like that. They're they're all, all of them, they're all money-hungry... Fuckers. Fuckers. And they're all just taking the biggest payout that they can get. You know, it's... It's disgusting. It's vote. It's, you know, find find what works for you and, and the rights, you know. Use protection while you're, while you're having sex, because fuck, now they're going to make it even harder for you to, like, have to turn back the clock or whatever. And, you know, uh, as a male, I fully support other males getting vasectomies, like... Go get snip, boys. Like, it's reversible. You want to have kids? You can do it again. They can undo it, and you can still have kids, you know, if, if you do Who get a vasectomy. Who wants to bring kids into this shit, though? Yeah. Like, you and fucking if, psychos. And if you do get a vasectomy, like, my first thing is, is like, if you do want to have kids, return, like, think about adoption first. Like, there's so many kids that don't have families because they were given up for adoption that, like... They need love, too. So why not adopt a kid? Like, that sounds like a way better solution. It's way better. And if you are pro-fucking-life, then you better be doing that shit right now. I want to see everybody who's pro-life. I want to see your ass registered on a fucking adoption list unless you're, like, a registered sex offender or a psychopath. Like fucking get on there like and like if you're if you were truly pro-life you would be signing yourself up to be on an adoption list you would be adopting children yeah but none of them are actually (laughs) pro-life no they don't don't give a shit about they don't give a fuck about my life or your life and if you give a shit about kids like fucking what about guns who are fucking murdering innocent children innocent humans like this pro-life thing like what about black lives matter like it's like pro-life Life is so fucking broad and hypocritical. It just makes me want to puke well, and pro, beat everyone up. Pro life pertains to a fetus. Once, once it's an actual baby outside of the womb, they don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you you want universal health care? Nah. 
Oh, you want to live and be able you to want go social to school security? safely? Nah. You want a, a child stipend? You know, no, sorry, we don't believe nah. in like so. Uh, you know, like government funded services. It's like okay, cool. So you want to do this, but you don't want to have anything. You don't want to like take on the repercussions of what's going to happen. Like childhood poverty is going to go up, homelessness is going to go up, mental illness is going to go up, homicide is going to go up rape is going to go up like that's this is just like the collateral that comes along with abortion and you can go look at all this data on the internet as well but this is what happens when there aren't safe accessible abortions same thing with like safe accessible birth control yeah like that's what everybody fought for in like early turn of the century all the way up until like the 1960s in the birth of the pill there's a really good book it is actually called the birth of the pill. Um, if you want to know and go back and like women weren't even allowed to get a bank account on their own. Like beforehand, you either had to have your father or your husband co-sign for you to open up a fucking bank account until 1980 fucking five. Holy shit, the year I was born. Yeah. Literally, dude, like fucking millennial generation was born. So that's, 30, <laughs> that's 37 years ago, and now look at what they just did. They overturned a law that's over 50 years old that that's absolutely bonkers. I mean, it's insanity. You know, back, <clears throat> back to the vasectomy thing. Like, I got one in May of 2020. I literally went and got coffee, came back, grabbed Dan, and then we went and got a burger. Fuck yeah. Let's get a burger right <laughs> um, and cheese curds. We got cheese curds, cheese curds too. too. But, uh, you know, the the thing was, is it was literally, I went in there, they hit me with a shot of numbing stuff on my boys, and they went to town. and Your boys! <laughs> you know, it was all of maybe 45 minutes, and, you know, afterwards, it was two days of not really being able to get up and move around, two days of bed rest, and then, you know, a couple days after that of slight discomfort, but not so much that I couldn't go to work. I worked. Uh, and then, you know, it's two weeks of no hanky-panky, no having sex. And well, that was the hardest part for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tana was like, thank God, like this fucking psycho sadist bitch. Like, I don't have to have sex with her for two weeks. No, that was not how it went. But, you know, it was two weeks of not being able to do that. And then afterwards, you you have about a month where you still have to be, you know, on top of your shit and not, you know, popping off in that vagina and making sure that you, uh, <laughs> your boys are clean you're good you're shooting blanks yeah you gotta always go back and like triple check but it's like totes worth it opposed to like women having a c-section where it's a major surgery that you die or, uh, or <laughs> like your you tube could side, die tube oh yeah yeah your tube side sorry yeah your tube side which is like a very risky major surgery to have that happen and it's yeah. irreversible well and did you know with the tube side they ask the husband if that's okay 100 percent. you have to have permission from the husband yeah. did they to, ask you any questions with my vasectomy nothing they're just like okay cool that's cool like dan and dan has permission and freedom over his fucking body but if i let's say we had a baby and afterwards i was like i'm gonna get my tubes tied if we're married i'm his fucking property so he asked like they ask you if like they ask the male or your partner if that's appropriate i mean basically your male if you're if you're straight well i mean if you're having if you're having a, if you're having a kid yeah it's I'm, i it's guess all you could have up. a surrogate father but just a seed donor a seed donor which is pretty much like what, my dad Yes, and that's kind of like what one of my best friends did. She was like, I went and like hung out with her yesterday, and she was like, um, but she was like, because her and her partner's dynamic is hilarious. You could just tell that she fucking hates him with like a goddamn passion. And I was talking to her about it, and she's like, honestly, she's like, I haven't masturbated. I haven't craved sex since I got my kid because that's what I wanted. I wanted my kid. Like, she's like, that's, she's like, I think that's what, like, was driving my sexual, like, prowess was, like, I just wanted a baby. And, like, now that I have my baby, I could give two shits if this guy stays around or not. I have what I want, and I'm done. My my thing with that is, like, are you going to remain sexually satisfied because you 
popped a kid? I mean, I don't know. That's her and, like, her genetic making. I mean, there's that asexual shit, which I'm like, God, I don't know how y'all operate. I admire that because I need to have sex every other day or else I explode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dan can't keep up with me because he's old now. I'm old. He's old. So we already said how old I was, so we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we do not. Um, I guess we'll migrate to my hocus pocus focus. Um, obviously, Roe v. Wade is huge. Like as a woman, I just feel, you know, like when you're young, you think that you can like, you can achieve whatever you wanted. Like when I was little, I wanted to be a waitress, and I also wanted, which that goal happened at one point, and then I also wanted to be like a marine biologist. Like you, just like the world is your oyster, and like then you like are an adult, and like life bitch slaps you in the face, and then fucks you up the ass, and then you have things like this that pass, and it's just like it's so defeating. It. It, it truly is, but, like, it's it's also motivating in a way to, like, live the life that you want to live, speak the way that you want to speak, and, like, act on the things that you want to act, and so that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now, is I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, I feel like I want to take, like, this big leap of faith into something that I'm super passionate about and, like, fully devoting all of my time and efforts into, into Healing House, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm truly scared and like I, it it's this space of fear that I like always live in I think it's from the instability of like my childhood and things like that and like but then I also have like my partner who's right across from me <laughs> well, for me it's like like I have two people like I have another person's life that I have to like consider into, like, my decision-making, where I have to be, like, is this best for, like, it, can I make sure that this person has a good quality of life before I do X, Y, and Z, you know? And, like, but it's also, like, I'm also watching too much Drag Race where I'm, like, the time is now! Like, I need to act, like, how old, like, I'm gonna be fucking 33 this year, and it's just, like, I need to start living and, like, fulfilling my dreams. And it's just, like, go for it. You have one fucking life. And you don't even know how long it's going to last. Well, I, I don't watch Drag Race. But I, I hear enough of it that I know. So, <laughs> Bitch, you know you walk. be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just shut up, squirrel friend. <laughs> what, what is RuPaul called? It, it her... Guy friends. Oh, just between us, squirrel friends. So the, they're all squirrels? They're all squirrel friends. They're all trying to get nuts? Like, yeah, dog. Like squirrels? All okay. squirrels. Are they yeah. all trying what to get nuts? That's fine. I love uh, the, like, weird drag... Like, Dan will play, like, Zelda, like, on his thing while, like, I'm watching drag racing crying. <laughs> it's just, like, subconsciously leaking into his brain. Oh. Sissy that walk. I mean, yeah, of course it's... it's <laughs> Leaking into my brain. Because like, <laughs> it's the best show ever. Yeah, your opinion is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves, he respects it. But it's just like, it's interesting. We were watching the season finale, I forgot of what, like, season, and John Oliver came on. It was like right after Trump was elected the very first time. Fuck I guess the asshole. only time. <laughs> Hopefully, the only time in history. And John Oliver was like, yeah, I just turned off the news and I put on I RuPaul's Drag Race and I watched five episodes and I was like, this is the America that I want to live in. And I was like, yeah, like, this is it, dude. Just like people like pursuing their dreams, living the way that they want to live, loving whoever the fuck they want to love, doing whatever they want to their bodies. Like, it's just it, it's just like breaks my heart, man, because like. But it's also, like, amazing to watch these amazing, like, beautiful Quans just, like, above everything that they face in their life. Like, all of the, dis you know, like, I feel so fucking wimpy and so privileged because I didn't even have half the struggle these people had to have to, like, be themselves. And that's, like, part of what I'm dealing with right now. It's, like, why am I so afraid to, like take that leap of faith and like trust myself and trust in my abilities that I can do what I want to do. 
I mean, is, wouldn't a drag queen be like the ultimate representation of the American dream? They like, truly are. You get to be and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's so beautiful. Like I said, I'm I'm I don't really watch, but like I totally respect any drag queen. Like you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you know, it's and it's an art. That's an art form. Like and you have to respect that art form. It's tr- truly like the characterization, the like work that goes into like this character that you build and these characters you create for your drag, for your show. It's like it's so admirable, but yeah, so I'm working on just like trusting myself and channeling the energy of the fool and <sighs> taking the leap of faith despite... Fuck yeah, fool. <laughs> that's my... Yeah, that's what's up, Essie. Hell yeah, Essie. Fool. Fool. Um, so speaking of the fool, it's a phenomenal segue into card time. The Ace of Wands! The Ace of Spades! <laughs> we gotta work on your motorhead. I'm sorry, <laughs> I am terrible at, like, uh, mouth guitar. I don't know what it would technically be called. Mouth guitar. <laughs> I that. I'm terrible at it, but, um, so the card that we pulled Let today... Let me see your mouth guitar, baby. Jesus Christ, you fucking turd. Um, we pulled the Ace of Wands... So, it's interesting coming off of, like, Dan and I's Hocus Pocus Focus, uh, pulling an ace, like, this symbolism of new beginning. Um, the, the wands, uh, represent the element of fire, right? So, fire is, like, action forward. It's, like, the fire in the belly, just, like, it's energy, right? It's the call to action, essentially, for... Uh, the wands and with it being the ace it's like to act on this new bright opportunity that's been presented in front of you right it's this new outlook this like new opportunity the leap of faith like it, it has a lot of full energy like it's like take it whatever's been presented in front of you grab it and take it by the hand and just like go for it like put your efforts and energy into this bright vibrant opportunity that's been placed in front of you because there's something there that's that's calling you and you need to follow this action and this momentum and energy forward so what a phenomenal card for us to pull based on where dan is at where i'm at who knows maybe a lot of you this is also the the time of solstice of time of midsummer it's just especially with like midsummer like approaching it's just like this collection of abundance and like collecting what is owed to you and like taking that step and trying something new putting yourself out there this is the time uh for action but most importantly for like opportunity to lean in and lead into new opportunity so it's the ace of wands gotta go for it gotta go for it whatever's been pushed in front of you say yes say no but whatever it is you need to your ass needs to act on it because we got five on it. So, just something you know, to take just in mind. grab Justice Thomas by the balls. <laughs> and go for it, my yeah. friends. Not I would say Cat or what is the other dude? Cavani? Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh? Yeah, fuck that dude too. Stupid. But I would say grab him by the balls, but you know. How about we he cut might his be too balls? Drunk to really notice. <laughs> right? How about we cut his fucking balls off? I'm fine with this. Now's the opportunity, the Ace of Wands. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not promoting terrorist acts, but like fuck that dude. Anywho. I'm not promoting terrorist attacks or but I am promoting revolution. If we have to <laughs> chop heads off well. like Marie Antoinette style. Which we saw the plaza that her head was chopped off in. 
She had a beautiful view when her head came off. It was so, gorgeous. And which I'm pretty sure the Stunning. National Mall would be amazing to die. Oh in. my god, how picturesque. Right? Looks <laughs> beautiful. Um yes, again, disclaimer. Joking, but kind of not really, but joking. Anywho. Hashtag haha, hashtag not haha. Hashtag haha. Hee hee. Yeah. There we go. Okay. That's that's what we're going with. <laughs> and guess what else we're going straight into? The topic at hand. Dan, so when did you start skateboarding and what inspired you to try skating? I uh, started skating around 96, 97. Uh, and really, I saw... White man can't jump era? <laughs> somewhere around there uh and i just i saw my friends doing it and it just seemed like a really awesome thing to do and once i figured out how to ollie it was just over i couldn't there was nothing else in the world that mattered at that point tell everyone who's listening what an ollie is so it's the action of jumping and having the skateboard come up with you in the air and stay on your feet and that is like the basis of every trick in skateboarding like everybody's seen tony hawk do the 900 because it's like the most famous skateboarder doing the most famous trick but Tony Hawk wouldn't be able to do the 900 if he couldn't ollie. So you have to be able to get to the 900, you have to ollie. That makes sense. So like the ollie is like, it's like the chaturanga. Basically like chaturanga, it's like once you get like that in your practice and like have it down, it builds bent arm strength. It gets you ready for handstand. It gets you ready for crow pose. It gets you... It's it's the fundamental shape which all like advanced asana is kind of like built around. Yeah, makes so no sense. You can't do anything on a skateboard except for ride it, unless you learn how to ollie. Definitely try. And like, how did it feel when you did your first ollie? It felt like an entire universe opened up in front of me, like the opportunity to go anywhere to try anything just opened. Like, there was a never-ending math equation in front of me to figure out how to do whatever it was that I decided to do with a skateboard. Which, in the end, is no matter how long you do it, no matter how good you are, there's always another thing to figure out and learn. Which was one of the big things for me about skateboarding is just no matter how good I ever get, no matter how long I do it, I will never do everything. There's no way. Yeah. That's how yoga is. Yeah. There's just, it's a never ending. It's a practice. Practice. You, you have to, you have to do it. And then if you don't do it, you lose, you lose that muscle memory or that thought process of how you approached your obstacle or your objective and then the next time you pick up a skateboard your whole perspective might be different and you might want to try skateboarding in a whole different i feel like a lot of different skaters like go certain different directions like whether it be like they like parks or they like street or maybe they like vert or like an x style of trick you know it's just like it's yeah. it's kind of it's very very similar to yoga, where it's like you figure it out, and then you're like, cool, you either like Ashtanga, or you're super into like deep myofascia, like yin, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it, it's so broad. Yeah. You, you might like to jump down large sets of stairs. You might like to jump on the handrails. You might like to do manuals, which is like balancing on two wheels on either the nose or the tail side of the board. And doing flip tricks in and out of that. Maybe you like to just do flip tricks. There's just... I flip a trick. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Yes, I mean, obviously besides your benefits from the tricks, I'll be flipping on your ass. What are some of the physical, energetic, emotional results that you've experienced from skateboarding? 
I would say physical, uh, my legs are fucking tanks. They're so hot. <laughs> I hate dudes with chicken legs, and the moment I saw Dan's legs, legs I was like, Yazquan. Yeah, um, I got tree trunks for They're thighs hot. and thick calves for days. <laughs> um, definitely don't have to go to leg day at the gym. He uh, can barely fit in this closet. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm also 6'2". But, um, and then, you know, energetically, like, the, you just can go all day and there's never an ending thing and then the whole world is your playground so you go to a new city and you just travel the whole city on your skateboard like you get to see entire entire cities and entire states and places on a skateboard because well what's around that corner what's around this corner where's where's this ledge like oh i saw this in a skate video and i know it's in the city where is it let's go find it yeah. You know, and the that's like you know, you get that energetic release of like adventure and trying to find it and you know, skateboarding naturally attracts people of all sorts of walks of life and different mental capacities and different mental states. Where you I've definitely come across some pretty damn crazy people all over the world. <laughs> yeah, so, you have. Um and then emotionally, you you kind of get this, like, idea of persistence and this, like, even even kill that, like, it, if it didn't work this time, it might work next time. And you, you don't ever really get a, like, you know, you'll walk away defeated and sad because you didn't land your trick, but you also know that there's another day tomorrow. You could try again. And, like, that's one of the best parts about skateboarding for me is that there's there's a time limit but it's like infinite at the same time yeah it's like it gives you this permission to like live to play which you know you hit a certain age like a lot of people like graduate from college and it's like play ends or right. play becomes poison you know like play for people is doing drugs like things like coke and stuff like that but that's not what play is play is like Play is a part of living. Play has this, like, innocence to it. This, like, relationship and cognizance that you are alive and that you have this body and only X amount of time on this planet to, like, do what you love. Like, it's like when you move your body in a certain way, there is an energetic ROI that you get from it that affects your emotional state in the most... In the best ways, in the most optimistic ways, in the most hopeful and powerful sense. Yeah. And skateboarding definitely gives you that, you know. There's that moment of you worked for three and a half hours to land this one trick, and then you land it. Like, you're just like, fuck yes. <laughs> you know. It was that feeling of handstand. Yeah. You get that, like, I did it. That rush, yeah. yeah. You get to experience it in such a way that's like, I don't know. And, it, you know, there's different ways of experiencing that, you know. Mm -hmm. Baseball player hits a home run. The basketball player shoots that, you know, three-pointer at the last second of the game. Like, the soccer player scores the winning goal or the hockey player, you know. There's just, skateboarding seems for me has always been there that feeling is infinite and it can come at any time you don't have to be in the middle of a game to do it yeah you don't have to be trying to film a video part to do it you could just be cruising around at the skate park on my lunch break and then you land something and it's just nobody else is there to see it but you, but you did feel it. it yeah you feel it that's the most important thing which kind of like brings me in a way, just, like, that feeling and euphoria that you feel. Like, how has skateboarding helped you deal with your trauma? And if you feel vulnerable or if you would like to share, please tell people about, like, your life, your background, like, what you've experienced so they can understand the severity of it and, like, how skateboarding has really impacted you in the most positive way. Well, I grew up with a drug 
drug-addicted mother, no father, and, you know, my mom liked to date bad boys, and they... Me too. <laughs> but I have, like, a bad good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not nice. They would beat my mom, beat me, um, and eventually it led to a point where we were in battered women's shelters, off and on, and, you know homeless and such as that and for me my skateboard was always that escape to get away from that reality of where I was stuck at and it like I said it could take me anywhere it was my magic carpet to go anywhere I wanted to go and eventually it definitely started doing that for me and as things got harder and harder and scarier and scarier, it became easier and easier to go and ride the magic carpet instead of thinking about the situation that I had to deal with at home as a teenager. And eventually it got to the point where I just didn't focus on anything but skateboarding. I was always really good at school, but home life definitely ruined that for me. Yeah, Dan's like one of the smartest people I know. And so I just focused on skateboarding so much and I wouldn't go to school. And I think part of that was because, you know, home life, I couldn't do homework. I couldn't be there. You couldn't study in I peace. I couldn't be in yeah. peace at my home. So it just made more sense to escape and focus on riding a skateboard. And, you know, eventually what skateboarding taught me was that there's more than one way to live your life you don't have to do school you don't have to be the smartest kid in the in the room you can just do what you need to do that like helps you get through it and you know I, one of the things is that as I got older I saw all my friends were doing different things you know some of my best friends are carpenters some of them work for you know large corporations some of them do this but we're all skateboarders at heart and yeah it really showed me that it didn't matter if I went and got a college degree or not I could just focus on what I was doing and be good at what I wanted to do yeah it's amazing what a beautiful gift to receive Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so as a cis straight man, male, is it like, you know, especially like coming off of and talking about like trauma and like everything that you were going through, obviously you had feelings and emotions. Is it like, what was it like all the way up from when you were younger to like this point in your time? Like, what has it been like to like talk about your feelings, like societal pressure, like, or like how you process and like what you're trying to like build on and improve on lean in? It, growing up was really hard to talk about feelings, you know, they, when you're younger, especially in the you know, late 80s, early 90s, you had to be tough to be a boy. You had to, you couldn't cry. You were supposed to just be like, yeah, I skin my knee, it's fine. But when you're a little kid, you skin your knee, that shit hurts. Yeah. And you don't realize that, like, your skin is going to repair itself or, like, it's all going to be fixed over Yeah, there's time. not that understanding or that yeah. repetitive behavior where you, you know the results. You don't have that, you yeah. know? Whereas, like, nowadays, like, I fall down and skin my arm, I'm like whatever it's gonna grow back it's gonna be fine but when you're young you don't have that understanding so like even that little tiny cut on your body is devastating and mm. absolutely life-threatening and you know growing up in that time period I had to just shine it and be tough little boy and you know as I got older you know going through these battered women's shelters I had to really learn how to open up and be a little more free about how I felt and how my emotions were controlling how I did things and you know the past of being a little boy like that still makes it hard to do 
because you still feel very awakened to that time period. Yeah. And stuck in that thought process of like, no, I got to be tough. I got to be tough. But being tough isn't necessarily about being tough. Being tough is being able to say like, hey, I got a fucking problem here. Like, how do I fix it? And being tough is knowing when to ask for help. Which is hard. It's hard. I'm a Capricorn, so I know. (laughs) It's so hard. I'm so happy I found that little boy. Creepy. (laughs) Slightly creepy. Very creepy. Um, who were some of the people that you looked up into and looked up to squeeze the, uh, and the industry and why? I mean, you know, obviously like I mentioned him earlier, Tony Hawk is definitely one of those people that you, Oh, his doc was so good. Every skateboarder needs to look up to Tony Hawk. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there that really view him as like, Oh, he just made a bunch of money off of skateboarding. But, like, no, if you actually know who Tony Hawk is, and I've had the pleasure of meeting the guy multiple times, he is extremely friendly, and there's a reason why he's as big as he is. is because he is the real deal, and he loves skateboarding through and through. Yeah, like, all that shit he went through, like... Fucking being bullied, ridiculed, criticized, losing everything, being a total piece of shit, and then working his way back up to who he is. It was yeah. just like, that doc was so... Till the wheels fall off. Till the wheels fall off. And it's just like, it's just like, it kind of reminds me of that one doc on Netflix that we watched. What was it? The Alpinist? Where it's just like... Oh, uh, the, the guy that climbed El Capitan and beat... What's his name? Richard Mm -hmm. Hammond or whatever. Or not Richard. Alex Hammond. Yeah. He beat his time and then Alex had to go back and do it again. It's just like that full spirit of like, do what you love until it kills. Yeah. And you know, uh, I mean, other people that I look up to in that, in the skateboarding industry would be like, uh, Jim Thurbid. He's, uh, the owner of, uh, Deluxe Distribution in San Francisco. Um, he is just solid human being um i did a fundraiser one time and he donated thousands of dollars worth of product for us to just auction off for a little girl with cancer um you know and and raise money for her and her family and you know the dude is always stand-up individual is like literally every skateboarder's favorite skateboarder not just for skateboarding, but just Who they are. being a human. Yeah. And then, uh, I would say, uh, currently, like, um, I really look up to people like Ishad Ware, um, who's, you know, fucking seven years younger than me, but he carries himself with such, like, dignity and grace. Grace and just in- incredible at skateboarding. And then also is one of those people that you send him a message on Instagram and he gets back to you and actually has a conversation with you, which is like, that doesn't happen really. You know, a lot of these pro skateboarders nowadays seem to think that they are, you know, the new fucking Kanye West or some shit. Yeah. They're on top of the world and they're, they don't need to talk to you and communicate with you. And it's kind of like, well your career depends on me buying your products, so... Yeah. <laughs> Suck my dick, motherfucker. Yeah. Suck my dick, Eddie. <laughs> Anybody that's, like, <laughs> a geriatric millennial or Gen Z human being will get that reference. <laughs> oh, man, is that what they call me now? It's geriatric Well, that's what I call... That's what I call our gen, Dan, is geriatric millennials. <laughs> like, we, we started it. <laughs> God damn. Fuck. I'm like, okay, so let's say that, like, what, let's just say this. What advice would you give to somebody who was like, this sounds rad. Like, I want to be a part of this experience. I want to try skateboarding. What advice would you give them? Do it. 
you know, pick yeah. up a board. I, the, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I really love about skateboarding now is, like, how, like, inclusive, like, like inclusive it's, it is. It's getting there. Yeah. Compared it, like, to it being, like, super sexist, racist, and homophobic. Yeah. And nowadays, <laughs> it's like, everybody just wants you to be there and having a good time and, you know just do it is the only thing you know back to Nike but also at the same time like be ready it's it's not gonna be friendly you know like the people will be friendly but that skateboard isn't friendly it doesn't have it's a true teacher yeah it, it's gonna throw you on the ground you're gonna lose skin you're gonna hit the ground and it's just gonna you up. <laughs> I think of what's his face who was like Uma, Th- Uma Thurman like Beatrice's like guru her teacher in Kill Bill. Why can't I think of his name right now? White Beard. Not Padma. Uh, Are you sure it wasn't Padma? Was it Padma? Like, Padme? Padme. Padme. Oh, fuck. Fuck, it's going to kill me. Name. I know somebody's shouting. Michelle's yelling at us right now. I know. Well, Beatrice her... is yelling yeah. at us right now. Yeah, and, like, that's Michelle's favorite movie ever of all time. But, like, I just think of it, this, like, that challenge. It's, like, cool, I'm going to fucking break you to build you up. That's how I, f- I picture, like, the skateboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jelly beans. Uh, Pame. Pame. Yeah, Pame. That's what I, like, feel like the skateboard is. Like, everybody needs that. You need to be broken down and built back up to be great. Like, to, to, like, feel the benefits of it. Like, you have to have that breakdown and that build. But, um, what's, what would you say your biggest takeaway is from the practice of skateboarding? Patience. I've always... I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody... I feel like a lot of people don't have patience for things. Myself these included. Days. Oh, Brie especially. <laughs> the most impatient of impatient human beings you could fo- possibly come across. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but patience, you know, the, you're not you're not gonna learn how to ollie the first day. You're not gonna learn how to ollie maybe even the first month, and then after you learn how to ollie, it might be two to three months before you learn how to kickflip. It might be... That's like practicing daily, too. Yeah, that's every day. I, you know, I can tell you that in the past three years, you, know, you all can do the math of how long I've been skateboarding, but in the past three years, I'm still learning new flip tricks and things, you know? Shout out Jack Spanbauer for teaching me how to uh, do impossibles. Was it impossible? For a long time it was. You can look <laughs> at my shin and see the scars for it. Mm. There's a lot of scars there. I'm looking at them now. Yeah. <laughs> but just be patient. Be patient. Be patient. That's what I always tell people about like yoga, like especially because I teach something like Rocket where it's just like so inversion heavy and like focused that it's like dude, just like respect and love your journey like that's that's all this is and like that's that's what makes certain practices like I think about like when I was doing bar like if you do crossfit like you plateau like there's a space of there where there isn't this moment of creativity and growth but like with disciplines like skateboarding and like yoga like it's just it's never ending you get one thing and then there's more to learn there's more there's more there's more there's more yeah, and then, well, like, there may be one thing that you want to learn, and you're trying to learn it, but it's just not working, and you might put it on the back burner and be like, I'm going to come back to that one, you know? Yeah. And then you go and you focus on something else, and you learn that, and then, who knows, maybe that gives you, like, some sort of insight into how to do the one that you put on the back burner, and then you pull it back up, and it... For me, there's been those times where I do that exact thing, and then within two weeks, I'm like, oh, I can do this every time. Yeah. Like, this is fine. Like, got it every time. The whole world's burning around you. You're the dog in the meme. 
This is fun. <laughs> You're the dog of the meme. This is all great. It's totally chill. Don't even yeah. worry about it. Don't even worry about the whole house burning down. It's fun. It's all good. <sighs> this is also great, Dan. I'm just so grateful that you came on and like talk to us and like just so you guys know all straight men aren't don't suck like <laughs> there's like allies on like every side and it's it's just it's just so interesting like how Dan and I could be in like different movement styles and different practices but in the end it all comes together and it's all the same and I'm just like really grateful that I have a partner who is rooted in mindfulness and I love you I love you too we're married. Hashtag great. <laughs> he just like did a little hair flip. Um, but yes, um, again, if you join our Help Us Make Magic, we're donating all of the funds to that, which the link is in our bio. It's on our website, um, on all of our social media channels within our biography. Um, that $3 we're going to donate. Um, we're trying to get as many people as we can to like sign up so that way we can donate as much money as we can to Planned Parenthood and their action, um, category specifically, just like allowing ourselves to fund uh, an amazing company that needs help with like legal fees to, to fight the good fight, um, to get into that good trouble. So donate to help us make magic, just sign up monthly. That's kind of like our donation pod so we'll like take those proceeds and donate it to whatever cause that we feel like is important to us within the space and remember to rate review subscribe that's the easiest free way to like help us keep creating the content that you love uh, to help us grow and just to spread gratitude love and peace the three highest vibrations that you can operate as a human being and just know that Michelle and I are going to be on vacation this week with our boo things and our little... Oh, we're going on vacation? We're going on vacation, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> Didn't we just go somewhere? Hawaii? Oh, we did go to Hawaii. We did. We? We're, going, we're going somewhere just as beautiful again. Um, so, yeah, just know that it will be another two weeks before you get a new episode. Um, join the coven, do your things, but most importantly, love and take care of yourselves, okay? And hail Satan. Hail Satan, and remember that you are... Magic. Magic. Sorry, I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs>